Lights, camera, Asia. A look at Asian culture and history through the lens of cinema. Hello and welcome to Lights Camera Asia. I'm Jake Chen. We have been talking quite a bit about In the Mood for Love, a widely acclaimed film by Hong Kong-based director Wong Kar Wai. The film tells the story of an unlikely couple who fall in love with each other after they each find out that their own partners have been cheating behind their back. The film doesn't focus so much on the development of the story. The story itself moves along at a fairly slow pace, and we, as the audience, are given plenty of time to see and to really soak in the detailed shifts in the emotions of the two main characters. The emotions range from shock, surprise, sadness, and this emotional attachment. We've already talked about the film's story, and perhaps more interestingly, how the director tells the story. In such a beautiful fashion, we talked about how he used music to accentuate the mood in different scenes, how he intentionally slowed down the playback of the scene to add emotional impact, and how he constructs different scenes and mashes them together in a way that intentionally leaves gaps in the plot to allow the audience to use their imagination to fill in. In that way, the audience members feel more involved in the story. This week, we are going to conclude this mini-series on this film, and talk about what many critics, myself included, consider as the crowning achievement of this film: its cinematography. To put it simply, the visual elements of the film and how it helped the story and convey the mood. Visuals are almost always the first thing that hit us when we sit in the movie theater. It is therefore the one element that most filmmakers focus their attention on, and in the mood for love is a prime example of this practice. From the first frame of the film, we immediately notice something that is visually very unique. <laughs> The film starts with Mr. Joe and Miss Chen both moving into an apartment building on the same hectic moving day. Like I said, we've already gone through this portion of the movie, so I won't spend too much time on the story. But let us instead go through the visuals of the scene. Mr. Joe, Miss Chen, and the movers are seen crammed into this narrow hallway. All are having a very difficult time moving themselves and different household appliances through in and out. On the horizontal screen, we see many vertical elements, such as the door frames of apartments on both sides of the hallway, as well as many objects, such as tables up close and a kitchen in the distance. Director Wang Karwei intentionally stages the scene as well as adjusts the camera angle. So that everything looks like they are very closely packed together. 
bodies as well as objects are almost overlaid on top of each other. Now, in the moving scene, the benefit of such arrangement is quite obvious. It accentuates the hectic nature of this part of the story and makes the audience feel the closeness between people and the space in a very visceral manner. The benefit, though, isn't just limited to the scene. The director continues such arrangement throughout the next few minutes and most parts of the film. In the following days, we see Miss Chen talking to the landlord lady when they pass each other by in the hallway. Both look like they are pushed very close to one another in the middle of the screen by the doors on both sides. In the slow motion musical sequence where several neighbors are seen playing mahjong and socialize in the living room, we also see the scene shot in a very tight space. Wang Kar Wai intentionally places a camera outside a door so we, as members of the audience, can only see part of what goes on inside the room. The other parts are blocked by the wall. There are also other objects obstructing our vision in the foreground. We see a fishbowl resting on a desk, as well as part of a fridge close to the edge of the frame on the right. The effect of having the wall blocking our view on both sides and having this many objects in the scene outside the main subject matter is we feel like we are actually there, in physically in the scene instead of watching it from a distance. We feel like we are peeking through different objects, like real human beings often do. The reason behind this feeling of presence is actually very simple. By placing objects close to the left and right edge of the frame, and by placing objects in the foreground and the background of the subject matter, you create a space that's rather three-dimensional. I mean, technically, when everything is flattened on a two-dimensional screen, you can't really call them 3D. But when the audience feels a sense of distance, they end up having a much better awareness of where everything is, and they feel like their self is a part of this world. Another element in the film's arrangement of cinematography, and one that is arguably more emotionally impactful, is the use of color. Using stylized colors in films to tell a unique story and to accentuate the identity and the feeling of the film is nothing new. Some of the most memorable films, such as The Godfather or The Shawshank Redemption, they all have their own very unique color palettes. I'm sure most film goers still vividly remembers the very contrasty black and white that is seen in a lot of the costumes, as well as the color red, which symbolizes immediate threat or danger in many scenes of the movie. In in the mood for love, the use of color is also very very carefully arranged. The color palette through the first one third of the film isn't actually very saturated. We see the colors of many household items, such as chairs, tables, refrigerators, and different cooking utensils. Most of the colors of these objects are very muted. We see brown, yellow, shades of green,、uh, and gray and black. 
So you can say that the color of the first one third of the film isn't very expressive, and for good reasons. This fits the emotional tone for that part of the film, where both characters are still very, very confused in their own everyday situations. But as soon as these two characters, Mr. Joe and Miss Chen, begin to meet one another and to develop a connection, the color tone begins to shift. In the first scene, where the two protagonists sit together in a restaurant to try to confirm their suspicion of their partners cheating on one another, we can see that the chairs in the restaurant that they sit on are this bloody red color. It is so vibrant and saturated to the point where we can't help but to notice this. And the camera angles are positioned in a way that no matter where we look, if it's Mr. Joe or Miss Chen on the screen or both of them, the chairs occupy a large portion of the screen. This hints that their emotions are beginning to flow, not just in their own life but towards each other. Just like in many other movies, the color red signifies many, many different emotions: passion, love, attraction. But also sometimes fear, danger, and even death. In this movie, the color red, as well as other vibrant, warm colors, are seen more and more often in the remaining of the movie. Signifies that the attraction developing between the two gets stronger and stronger. In a pivotal scene where Miss Chen visits Mr. Zhou while he was staying in a small hotel writing his martial art novels, the two meet right across his hotel door. Mr. Chen stands in a position where we see the curtain of the other side of the rooms occupying the entire left half of the screen, and all the curtains are red. Her own coat is red, but interestingly enough. While red is so vibrant and it clearly expresses their growing affection towards one another, neither Mr. Chen or Miss Zhou wears shades of red on their own clothing, and I believe the significance of this arrangement is pretty interesting and quite clever. Like we said at the beginning, and with regarding to the film story, both of them are married, and they got together not purely as lovers but rather as supporters. For each other at a very vulnerable time, and they always make it clear to one another that they don't want to end up being together just like their partners do. They don't want to be like them, as Miss Chen always says in the movie. So there's this rather suppressed and subdued expression that's bottled in in both of them. Therefore, their clothing is always shades of gray and green, but never red. The color red is seen in the environment of the film, like I said earlier, on the chair, on the wall, on the curtains. These elements surround them, but these elements are never physically seen on them. This shows that, perhaps quite sadly, no matter how strongly the emotion flow inside of them and how much it develops, they never let themselves go to the point where they can openly express such emotion to one another. Because of the moral standards that they both have for themselves, 
the use of color and the use of staging and cinematography is absolutely beautiful in in the mood for love, and I firmly believe it is a main reason why this film is so beloved and highly praised by film critics across different languages and cultures. It is because the visual element transcends all these boundaries. I strongly encourage you to watch this film if you get a chance. It is one of the most highly praised films of the 20th century, for a very, very good reason. For Lights Camera Asia, I'm Jake Chan. Talk to you next week. <laughs>